Hi guys, how's it going today? I uh, just uh, look forward to this so much. I love recording these podcasts for you and uh, getting into God's Word and uh, seeing how God would just give us something, truth that He would have us think about for the next at least a few hours, if not a few days. And I have been enjoying the time spent in this particular series that I've titled Unshaken, Standing Strong in the Heat of the Battle. And uh, I, it really sums up what I believe the Christian life ought to be. So a lot of us believe in our heads that God is who he says he is, but when it comes to living it out in our life, we kind of have an epic fail. We get bad news and we revert to discouragement and despair, and, and uh, we don't know how to deal with it. And despite years of being a follower of Jesus Christ under my belt, I caught on to that a few months ago, and I thought, man, I don't want to live that way. And I started praying about it, and, and one of the things that God compelled me is to start this podcast series to try to encourage myself as well as you. So I hope it's working. I hope you're getting stronger. And this week, as we usually do, we take a different character of the Bible every week and talk about how they stood strong despite difficult circumstances. And uh, we're going to start the New Testament characters today. And the first one I want to tackle is Mary, the Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I want to take you to Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to give you just a few points after I kind of set up the story. That's how we usually do this. But remember that the Virgin Mary was a young teenager engaged to Joseph, waiting to be married, and how much excitement it could have been for her, would have been for her. And on one particular day, she was um, just hanging out, I guess, and it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, that in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And I don't know if you're like me, and you're programmed to think about Christmas when you start reading this story, but we are not <laughs> anywhere near Christmas. We are in September. And uh, anyway, the, vir- uh, the Gabriel shows up to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And uh, can you even picture this? I call today's lesson faith when God's will sounds kind of crazy. Do you ever think that the thing that God wants you to do is just so out of the box, you can't even wrap your mind around it? Well, talk about out of the box. This woman is engaged to be married. She knows the basics of life. And now the angels say to her, like, you're going to have a baby. You're never going to have a sexual relationship. And that sounds a little bit crazy. Even today, thousands, 2,000 years later, I'm reading it, and I know the facts, and I still think, man, this is crazy. And and some of you, you might not have had a virgin birth because I don't think that happened except for once in all of lifetime. And but but nonetheless, you may have faced other circumstances that are just absolutely crazy. And God um, may have asked you to do something that that just uh, didn't fall in line with what the culture and everybody else was doing. And what do you do when that happens? I think in my life about times in my in, in my own uh, story where God um, just asked me to do things that maybe were not the most logical things. Like, like let me give you an example. I was engaged when I was in my mid-20s, and, and uh, there were some red flags along the way, but really we got all the way to two weeks before the wedding, and those red flags became louder and louder, and I knew that it had to end, and prayed through it, and prayed over it, and two weeks before the wedding, I ended the engagement, and not not proud of it or not, it's neutral, except to say that when, when you know, when the Lord 
compels you to do something, you have to do it. But it sounded kind of crazy. And people always want to know, like, how did you go through it? And I would tell them, you know what? I just sat in front of the phone and started calling people. And uh, the minute you start calling the caterer and the, the, the flower people and all that, it becomes final. And it's not easy, but, uh, but it's certainly crazy. In fact, that's the first point in this talk today. It's uh, number one, sometimes God's will sounds kind of crazy. And it's what we're talking about. And there have been people, I have friends, um, Jeff and Christy Lothamer. They did something crazy not long ago. They had kids. They were pastoring a church in Michigan. And life seemed very good for them. They were settled and comfortable. And then God asked them to do something kind of crazy. And uh, he asked them to sell everything and to move to England and start a home church there. So they had to raise support and, and do that. I mean, they didn't have to, but they, they wanted to because it was what God asked them to do. And I, I'm sure you can think of many other examples of people that you know or have heard about. Of course, stories of missionaries in the past. Of, uh, I think about people like Jim Elliott who uh, had a, just a compelling vision from God and, or, or, or a, 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 a call of God to go and take the word to um, tribes in the Ecuadorian jungle. And of course, he ended up being killed for it. And yet the impact over generations has been astounding. And the impact of Jim Elliott on so many followers of Jesus Christ, my own life impacted by him. And just so many stories where God's will just sounds kind of crazy. Now, it's easy to think that way when you're looking back. But in the moment, like I think about my own engagement, like now I look back and think, of course I should have ended it. I should have ended it even before the two weeks, but and it doesn't seem that big a deal now. But I remember being in the moment and it can be paralyzing when God wants you to do something and it's kind of crazy. It's not in your comfort zone. Like you're like, this is way out of the box. And, and how do you stay unshaken? Uh, see, we tend to belabor it and overthink it and we get this paralysis of analysis and, uh, uh, just a few more thoughts here. So so here's Mary. She's been asked to, she's going to do something crazy. And so point number two along that line is this. What makes sense to you and God may never make sense to other people. See, it's not your job to convince other people. I can imagine Mary going to Joseph and telling him the story. And, and in fact, I don't have to imagine. It's in the Bible. In Matthew chapter one, we're told that when she told Joseph, he was going to break up the engagement. And put her away, kind of hide her. He was a good man. He was going to help her, kind of put her away, have the baby, quiet things down. He thought she had maybe cheated on him. I don't know. You know, I think that's what he probably thought. But we don't hear that Mary convinced him of the truth. Do you want to know what happened in Matthew 1? It was the Gabriel, it was God who sent the angel Gabriel to Joseph to convince him of the truth. So we lose so much energy and we waste so much energy trying to convince people in our lives that this is what God wants me to do. And, and, and listen, they are going to oppose you because they, don't, they haven't heard the same call. And so they love you. And out of love, they probably want you to be comfortable. They want you to get a 401k and buy a house and get a husband and kids and whatever it is that makes people feel secure here on this earth because they haven't had that same encounter with God and that same call on their life. And uh, you have to remember that when God asks you to do something crazy, it's between you and him. Now, now listen, it's important to get wise counsel. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. But I wonder, with Mary and with Joseph, had they not listened to the Lord and just kind of looked at their neighbors and their friends and got the wise counsel, what, what would have happened? And how would it have played out? And, and there are some moments in life where I've had to really stick. If God's will is clear in my life and His promises and His word confirm what I sense that He's telling me and and things start happening where it's it's indeed, you know, the, 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 it starts actually happening that way. Then I know that I know that I know that this is God's will for my life. That, that I'm telling you, if people are going to change your mind about it, then you might not be hearing from God in the first place. 
And uh, I don't know, I guess I just want to leave it at that. Just just think about that for a bit. Number three is this. When God's will sounds kind of crazy, you need to look carefully at scriptures. It's kind of a follow-up to the second point. I mean, uh, you know, other people aren't going to understand it, perhaps, but you need to have backup of God's word. So if you come to me and say, you know, God wants me to take out a, you know, a loan for a Jaguar or whatever, I mean, I'm going to be like, you're kind of crazy. And, and that might not be from God, because I don't think God wants you to waste your money that way. And, and you may be like, well, no, I have this great, you know, business plan to pick up the missionary kids, you know, the, or the, the needy kids all over my neighborhood. And, well, you don't need a Jaguar for that. You can pick up a, you know, a VW bus somewhere. And, and uh, all I'm saying is, you need to confirm it with the word of God. And uh, Mary knew the word of God. And we see that in her worship song to the Lord later in, in Luke chapter 1. She quotes so much scripture and refers to scripture. And, and I wonder if Mary didn't know Isaiah 53, where where the prediction of Jesus being born of a virgin had been given, a prophecy had been given. And, and uh, of course, 400 years had had been between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so 400 years of God's silence in that time. And, and the people of Israel knew God's word. And how often had they rehearsed it? And, of course, Elizabeth was related to Mary and and they knew God's word and they were serving the Lord and 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 so so those members of the family who knew God's word probably saw all of these things happening and started putting two and two together and so all this to say when you when God's will sounds kind of crazy you need to look at scriptures and have a strong backup that this is consistent with God and his ways so many of us say something is God's will and it has absolutely no backup with the gospel and God's ways and so be careful uh, now, what that means to me, too, is this, that you need to know God's Word. And I can't believe how many Christians simply do not know God's Word and uh, don't even care to. They, they say, we don't have time in the morning to read God's Word. It looks, this isn't about reading God's Word so that you get what you want. This is about studying it word by word and, 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 and chapter by chapter and understanding what is it that God is saying about, about his story and how do we fit into his story and what is he trying to accomplish in this world and how can I be a part of it and, and, and asking him, God, over and over again, like, what do you mean? There's so many verses in scripture that I just don't understand. And instead of saying, well, I'm going to skip that section today, taking the time to say, God, help me to understand it and then studying it, making it your point in your life to know God's word. Think about it. God has written a book. It's called the Bible. I mean, he, he, these are his words. There should be no excuse for us, especially those of us who love him and follow him to say, I'm going to spend the rest of my life studying it. And certainly when God's will sounds kind of crazy. And so um, that's point number three. Here's point number four. I got just two more points for you. Number four is this. When God's will sounds kind of crazy, it's okay to ask him about it. You know, we have this idea that God is way up there and we're way down here and and we talk to each other about him, but sometimes we fail to talk to him about it. And uh, I don't know where we get that. In verse 34 of Luke 1, Mary was confused. And so she said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? You know, she's a bright woman. I mean, if someone tells you something kind of crazy, I'd say that the next logical question is to be like, help me understand this. And uh, it would behoove us to learn from Mary and to start having a conversation with God and the whole point of prayer is to understand God's heart. And it is only as you ask Him. And, and you know, I'm just reminded of so many scriptures that say, ask and you will receive, ask and you will receive, ask and you will receive. And yet so many of us don't ask the basics. God, what do you mean? And what do you want? And how can I change? And how would you use me today? And, and just have that conversation with God. And the number five is this. When God's will sounds kind of crazy, all you have to do is take the very next step of faith. That's it. 
You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to have a five-year plan and a ten-year plan. In fact, I would argue that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you cannot have a five-year plan because God is constantly changing. I mean, our culture is changing at a faster pace today than ever before. I think about even, I don't know, ten years ago, we didn't have Facebook. Think about how different life was then and how even our... Our, our, our relationship with people has changed so dramatically and our ability to reach people and impact the culture has changed so dramatically. And, and I don't know what it's going to look like in five years. And, 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 and so we, we long for certainty and yet walking with God by faith is anything but certain. The only thing that we can be certain of is God himself and his faithfulness. But the circumstances and the story is constantly changing. And God will use your difficult circumstances often to shape your life and to move you from where you are to where you're going. I'm going through that right now. God is redirecting my path in ministry. And I, I got to be honest, at first I was confused and I thought, man, what's happening? Things don't look so healthy. I, I mean, the things that I wanted to happen weren't happening. And my immediate response was like, God, what's going on? And do you not want me in ministry? Bad question to ask. But really, the good question should have been, God, what are you trying to do here? Would you give me the spirit of discernment? And I've found now months into it that God is just changing. I was heading east. He wants me to go northeast, you know. And so he's just changing a bit of the direction. And I love what he's doing. And I'm so excited about the future. I just can't wait to, to take the next step of faith. And so what is that next step of faith to you? For Mary, it was to go over to Elizabeth. She was told to go over there. And then it was to sing a worship song and and, uh, you know, I want to just uh, read a couple of verses here as we wrap up. Um, the angel, after she said to the angel, you know, how could this be? He says, behold, your relative Elizabeth is in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who is, was called barren. And then he says this, and this is probably a great place to, to, to leave with, because it's such a powerful statement. It says, for nothing will be impossible with God. You know that crazy situation in your life? You know that thing that you think is kind of out of the box? It's not impossible with God. It may sound like it's impossible. I have some dreams right now in ministry that are out of the box crazy. And I get scared when I look at them. And I think, I can't do this. And my, my knee-jerk reactions be like, I'm going to run far away and fast and buy a little hut in Tahiti. And, and then I'm reminded of this. Nothing will be impossible with God. And I'm strengthened. And I want to say, yes, yes. God, you can do all things. It is not my ability. I am weak, but you are strong. I am unable, but you are able. And uh, I love later on, Elizabeth meets Mary, or Mary meets Elizabeth. She goes over there and they have this great moment, you know, full of estrogen. And then verse 45, Elizabeth speaks these words. She says, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Does that describe you today? Are you believing what God has promised and if you're not, why not? So, listen. Take the next step of faith. Figure out what it is. That's all you're required to do today. It might just mean turning on the radio and singing a worship song to God. I don't know what it is. If you want to tell me, please email me, lena at livingafire.org. I would love to hear from you. I um, want you to know that I'm praying for you today. And so, God, I pray that you would bless those listening today. I ask that your hand will be over them and that you would use them and help them to make a powerful impact wherever they are, not because of who they are, but because of who you are. And I pray that you would continue to grow them into your likeness and to pour out your blessing on them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.